guests today, a podcast series that focuses on big data and analytics and the latest trends in the digital world. I'm your co-host, Jeremy Roberts, and with me always is my co-host, Samir Khan. Hello, hey, Samir. Hey, Jeremy. How's it going? I can see you now. We're on video. We have created a video for the first time. So now I yeah, can make it. Yeah, exciting. Very exciting. When I Usually when I talk, I do this because I'm excited. So And I do this. <laughs> The Indian so, nod. <laughs> exactly, right? So now you get to see what we look like. Um, I use my Superman glasses, and I do have my cup. It has my name on it, so nobody can steal it. That's great. That's great. Now, this is exciting, guys. Uh, you know, So those who are listening, I think it's the first time we're doing a video podcast. We want to do an experiment uh, to see how this will be uh, received. Uh, we're definitely going to have the audio version uh, still posted mm-hmm. on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Stitcher, and all the good places, but we're also planning to have the video on YouTube. Yes. Okay, so let's do it. So today we're actually not going to do um, one of our common interviews with people. We're also not going to do a common marketing topic. We're going to do something that's a little bit controversial and fun. And we're not going to go crazy. We're not going to do controversial like what you see on you know, CNN and BBC and stuff like that. This is something that, you know, it's got a little bit of humor in the controversy, right? So yeah yeah it'll be fun it'll be fun yeah. i look forward to it let's let's see how people think about it right Today's hopefully time. they don't think we're crazy <laughs> maybe maybe i i will deem myself as this much crazy but okay right. and i think you know the, this is a topic uh that that is out there and it's not like we believe it or anything like that it's just that we, we just wanted to have some fun and in fact like we wanted to make it more analytical and we want to have a more meaningful discussion to see right. whether or not, you know, some of the things that have been brought up in the news and in the media, do they even make sense? Yeah. Okay. So topic today, five strange analytical equations used by flat earth believers, also known as flat earthers, right? Is that nice. the flat earthers, right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. So uh, what Samir and I have done is research five formulas we want to discuss and we want to talk about the the analytics aspect of it, not really from a marketing standpoint because I don't believe these things should be marketed. <laughs> I think it's just, <laughs> um, exactly. So it's just a the fun way to you know focus on the the fun side of analytics and you know talk about how these people believe in the theory of flat earth and how they're going to use it. So number one, um, I'm going to read this. I'm going to read this. And then Samir, we can talk about this. So it's the inverse square law formula. And then you read this verbatim. It says the inverse law, the inverse square law describes the, in, <laughs> the intensity of light at different dis- distances from a light source. Every yeah. light source is different but the intensity changes in the same way. Well, yeah, of course. The the intensity of light is inversely proportional to the square of the distance. That means that as the distance from a light source increases, the intensity of a light is equal to a value multiplied by one over D squared. Yeah, so it's essentially it, it decreases, right? And it decreases much faster than the distance increases. So, so all the formulas that we're talking about, these are not, you know, these are not formulas created by flat earth believers. These are actual formula used by scientists and people who are mathematicians and they, they have developed, they have done hard work in developing uh, solid formulas to measure certain aspects of uh, or the earth, the, mm-hmm. uh, 
the planetary system and all those things. So these formulas are really valid formulas. What's interesting is, uh, you know, and the fun part is uh, the people who believe in flat earth are actually using these formulas to back some of their claims. So let's take an example like the inverse square law formula. What it's saying is, as we move away from uh, a light object, uh, the light will decrease over time yep. to the point that if you are so far away, then you're going to see, you're pretty much not going to see the light, uh, you know, to, because our naked eye will not be, have the capability to see the light. You'll and have to use computers. And they're talking about rotations of the earth and how the daytime and nighttime. Yeah. And that's also into the aspect, but more importantly, like take an example, like, uh, stars, right? So the stars are so far away uh, that the light that we see from the stars may have originated millions and millions of years ago. Like who knows how long, right? Uh, and that's the truth. But the, the, and that's what the inverse square law formula says that if the stars are far and far away and we continue to move away and away from those stars, we will reach at a point where we're not going to see the lights of those stars mm-hmm. in, in near future, you know, mm-hmm. at some point of time. Uh, because they're going to be so far. So that's basically what the formula is. Now, the, the interesting part in where the flat earth believers use this, what they say is, okay, you have a formula that says that if we move away from the light object and we continue to move away, at some point of time, we should not yep. see the light from it. One but, over D squared, yep. Right, and, but, one, but here we go. We have all these stars and we have all these uh, uh, the star configurations you know the star signs mm-hmm. and we see them since since the birth and we are you know we're all older we have been seeing there for seeing it for a generations so if the inverse square, square law formula should apply and the stars are real then we should basically not see the light because you know the earth is revolving it's rotating it's also going around the galaxy and all of the all of the universal stuff like all the galaxies are moving away you know the big bang concept it's like everything is moving. So if everything is moving, then why are we still seeing the light if the inverse square law formula is true? Exactly. So that's what the, their argument is. So they're basically saying there's no rotational field within the Earth that revolves around the sun as the third rock from the sun. They're basically saying it stays constant where it's at because the proportional right. amount of light that comes in has to stay constant because it's, it's daytime like it was 20 years ago. Right. Exactly. So that's, that's essentially what they're saying. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. I, I was waiting for the word Thanos to come up and talking about the infinity stones, you know, the, you nice. know with the whole Marvel. <laughs> I, I was waiting for that. To... <laughs> okay. One day um, Thanos will come and he will explain to you the flat earth concept. <laughs> imagine if Thanos came in Avengers infinity war and then all of a sudden he, you know, his reason for snapping his finger and getting rid of half of it is because of the flat earth. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That will be yeah. hilarious. Okay. Earth curvature. The form- so second formula, right? <laughs> so the earth has a radius of approximately th- about 4,000, right? Using the Pythagorean theorem that calculates to an average curvature of about 7.98 inches per mile or approximately eight inches per square, which is yep. weird. And this is one of the most, so the formula basically is called the earth curvature formula. Mm-hmm. And what we're going to do in their show notes, we're going to have links to the original yes. source where we got the formula from. You can actually go and calculate it. But basically this is one of the most favorite formula for 
the flat earth believers. Uh, essentially, what this formula does, it calculates the curvature of the earth mm-hmm. based on how far you are from an object. So let's take an example. You know, like we used to go uh, when, when I was a kid, I used to go to the beach and we used to observe these ships that sail. And mm-hmm. then we look at the ships and then slowly they seem to be going away. And, you know, first the base of the ship goes away and then slowly you see the last part is the top of the ship mm-hmm. and then it disappears, right? Um, so essentially, if let's say if you want to calculate your distance from that ship, uh, and, and and figure out how much is the curvature, like how far behind the curve of the Earth that ship is hiding, so you cannot see it. Then you use this Earth curvature formula. Ba- basically, it's eight inches per mile squared. So, uh, you know, you take the distance and then yep. you apply it. And you know, let's say if it's a twenty-five mile distance from you and the object, and then approximately what you're going to see is uh, you're going to see two hundred meters of uh, curvature. That means like it's far below the curve that you're not going to be able to observe it. Yeah. But but the but the interesting part, there's been a lot of uh, debate going on, and people are, in somewhat ways, uh, using and abusing this formula for their own purposes. So I've seen it. Yeah, I, I was. Let, let me yeah, let me ahead. translate that real fast. Sure, so sure. You're basically saying is, if you're watching a boat slowly go off into the ocean, right into the sunset, the go off into the ocean, and as it's going off in the ocean eight inches per square mile, right? So for... That will be the curve. There'll be the curve. So yeah. basically, let's say it's 20 miles away, it should have dropped eight times 20, right? Once right, per square, so yeah. by that, it'll slowly go down and down and down. Exactly. And so they're saying because they don't see it slowly dropping, you can still see it for the distance, the earth must be flat. Yeah, and then there have been some experiment that they did where they just used like really high den- high. Uh, powerful binoculars and they showed you like how uh, you can zoom into the boat which for the naked eye it may seem it has disappeared and hid behind the curve but then when you use the binoculars you can actually see it like I don't know how valid those experiments are and who uh, are the scientific authority that have backed those experiments but that's what they use and this is their favorite formula it's like they always go and say okay this is this object is like 40 miles away from us. So this should be behind the curve and we should not be able to see it. Yeah. And we should not be able to see it, but then, you know, here we go. We're able to see it. So that's, that's what they're saying. (laughs) That is, that is hardcore. Um, Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting, right? (laughs) I'm just going to leave it at that. (laughs) That's a good one. Okay. Next one. Um, (laughs) The gravitational field formula. So, the acceleration due to gravity near the earth depends on the distance of an object from the earth's center. Okay. (laughs) The gravitational field formula can be used to find the field strength, meaning the acceleration due to gravity at any position around the earth and the gravitational field strength at the surface of the earth can be calculated using this specific formula that we'll go over, which is basically um, gravitational constant, uh, times mass over of the earth over distance from the center of the earth squared. Mm-hmm. Right. So basically yeah. how does one first calculate the center of the earth? Yeah, I think those are, uh, there are some theoretical stuff that goes into this uh, in terms of, you know, the size of the earth. Uh, we know that when we, we know the circumference of the earth, right. We uh-huh. can travel and we can measure it and yep. we use our GPS technology and all these systems based on the longitudes and latitudes. So there are different ways to calculate it. 
But basically, the gravitational field strength formula is tells you wherever you are on the planet Earth, what is the force of that gravity on you? Yeah. Or or on any object. So that's the fundamental of this formula. Like, let's say if I am, uh, and and I think there are some differences on where you're you're here. So if we're in Texas, for example, uh, you and I are going to both weigh certain. Uh, you know, our, our weight is going to be a certain number, but mm-hmm. let's say if you go to North Pole, your weight's going to slightly change because you're in a different gravitational aspect of the planet Earth, right? Because the because the North Pole and the South Poles are the poles, and then the gravitational field rotates around the Earth. Mm-hmm. So that's the basic concept. Is that's how you're able to calculate the gravitational field strength. Now, what uh, what the flat Earth believers use is they say, okay, uh, you know, first off. Uh, they don't believe in gravity, uh, as far as I as I've read and I've uh, uh, tried to understand what they're saying is. So for them, this gravitational field formula doesn't even exist. So uh, this because is they believe float. in some yeah. <laughs> so this for them is like you know why have a formula if there is no gravity? <laughs> this it's yeah I <laughs> yeah I I don't know what to say I hear you but that's. Uh, that's what it is. Well, I guess, uh, I don't know. Yeah, I guess when the apple fell in Newton's head, he was full of it. But uh, <laughs> Yeah. Uh, okay. Last one. Uh, let's see. Da-da-da. Escape velocity formula. So, Well, actually, you skipped the, do we, are we still going to do the speed oh, of speed. satellite? Oh, that one's awesome. Okay. Here we go. Sorry. The speed of satellite around the Earth. Uh, so a particular satellite can have only one speed when in orbit around a particular body at a given distance because the force of gravity doesn't change. So what's that speed? And so they're basically saying you're using this equation to calculate centrifugal force and gravitational force. And because that speed never changes, the earth must be flat. Yeah. And I think what's, what's interesting is uh, the speed of the satellite uh, around the earth uh, the formula basically is, you know, V is in velocity is equal to square root of GM upon R, which R is the radius and G is the gravitational force. M mm-hmm. is the mass. Uh, what, what they're in fact saying is there are no satellites. Uh, and all the telecommunication that happens today in the world are through underground fiber optics cables or through cell phone towers. Uh, and I've also, I've heard, uh, them saying that it's using the, the all of your GPS in your cell phones that you use in global positioning system, which is mm-hmm. fundamentally dependent on satellite, is essentially done by the triangulation uh, of your cell phone, just like you do your cell phone location finding. So it's done through a triangulation of the towers, not necessarily through satellite. So then the whole concept of if a satellite is uh, revolving around the Earth, then in order for us to measure the speed of the satellite, which, and there are a lot of websites where you can actually pinpoint what location that satellite is going to be. And if you literally go out and use a telescope mm-hmm. at that moment in time from that location, you're going to see the satellite right there. So mm-hmm. this is how accurate the, the forecasting of the location of satellite is. Uh, but in the flat earth believers views, that's not the case. Uh, they, because they believe that there are no satellites, and all the communication is done by the ground-based communication systems. 
there is no need for uh, a formula for calculating the speed of satellite. So there were companies and crews who were trenching just <laughs> across the United States from East Coast to West Coast and running lines across the United States. Across the world, in fact. Across the world through oceans and rivers and... Mountains and... The mountains. Know, all kind of challenges. I'm just going to trench through a mountain just because, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I know there is some advancement made in the uh, underground communication system, like uh, fiber optics being one of them. Yeah. But I still, is like, for me, it's hard to believe, like, if there are so many challenges that you're going to run into when you have... Uh, you know, all this kind of uh, terrain that they have to go through. In order I, to- I have a friend that I worked with, um, a guy named Ray. Hey, Ray. How you doing? Great pun. Ray used to work back in the day when he was a junior marketer um, for this company whose they ended up going bankrupt. And one of their things was they wanted to get a boat with a giant spool of fiber and run it, <laughs> run it from the East Coast of the United States across the ocean. All the way to Europe. Going to Europe? Okay. And they were using that to really, and this was like 15 years ago, but 20 years ago, but it's like trying to increase the, you know, the, the power of that fiber and the connectivity before, you know, this fiber optic cable was pushed out. Right, but right, right. What happens when new technology comes out? You're going to spool it back up? <laughs> <laughs> going to run it again? Yeah. You know? Well, the, the earth is flat, so you should be able to do that. Right. <laughs> how does how does Atlantis get power? Yeah, incredible. Do they yeah. plug in? Do they are they watching? Were they watching the NBA draft last night? I was on ESPN. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Do they? Do they Probably. get BBC? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it, it's it's one of those. You know, like uh, it's just some of these things that are just uh, I don't understand. Like. Uh, it just beyond my, uh, you know, beyond my thought process. Yeah, exactly. Maybe I'm still learning, you know, we're, we're all learning. I'm definitely learning. This is a absolute foreign topic to me. So I, I'm excited that uh, our first venture into the video podcast was a topic that's just like, phew. but it's, it's out of the world, right? <laughs> out of the world. Yeah. But I, th- this is so, um, and have we done our last one yet or number five or no? Yeah, number five. Let's go for that. Okay, number five. So escape velocity formula. So the escape velocity formula is the minimum velocity required to leave a planet or a moon for a rocket or other object to leave a planet. It must overcome the pull of gravity. So because they don't believe in gravity, they're basically saying the escape velocity, using this escape velocity velocity formula, the Earth must be flat in order for, for things to take off. Yeah, so this is an interesting one. You know, the escape velocity formula is two times the gravitational constant multiplied by the mass upon the radius. Yes. Uh, so this formula is uh, is kind of the opposite of what we were talking about, the gravitational strength. So we, we talked about the gravitational strength, but then the escape velocity kind of tells you how much velocity you need to escape the gravitational pull of yeah. a planet like Earth, Right. What they say, uh, you know, the people who believe in flat Earth, they say that because there is no gravity, essentially, uh, what they call it is uh, it's, its density and 
uh, it, it's basically the mass and the density. So how big of a mass it is, uh, it's going to be dense, uh, as much dense as it's going to be depending on how big it is. And then that's what's pulling it down. And some people even say there's some type of electrostatic or electromagnetic or some sort of force that's actually pulling it down. So there is no such thing as gravity. So obviously the question is, if there's no such thing as gravity, then why do we need an escape velocity formula? But here's, here's where I, you know, I'm having a hard time wrapping that concept around my head is because if, if they give an example of a butterfly or a bird, like for example, like the butterfly is sitting and they can literally flap their wings and they can fly wherever they want. Uh, and, you know, birds, they can flap their wings and fly wherever they want. Uh, but then, you know, why, why do we need rockets if butterfly can fly? Uh, so my thought to that is like, okay, when, let's say if we, we as a human being, we can, you know, maybe we're jumping on a trampoline, right? When we jump on a trampoline, our velocity is much higher is. than what the butterfly uses. Mm-hmm. So why don't we escape and just go past? Uh, why are we not floating away? Yeah, why are we not floating away? If if that's what your that's what your argument is, like, hey, butterfly can fly, then there's no gravity and there's no need for escape velocity. I don't know, man. This is <laughs> this is a weird. Like I said, this is kind of a weird topic for me. So I, yeah, it's totally strange for me. But again, I want to make sure that you know we make this podcast entertaining and educational for people to bring in a new uh, new dimension of things. So I, I made sure that like I did the research and see what they're talking about, how yep. they're using these formulas, uh, so I can provide a better context. Nice. Okay. Well, that's what we got. Those are the five strange analytical equations used by flat earthers or flat earth believers. Great. Well, that's yeah. awesome. Uh, you know, how, how do you feel about the video? I do like should it. Do more I, of this? I should probably wear the same exact outfit for more or just change my shirt or maybe change my, my affinity to the Marvel cinematic universe. Yeah, I like that. I like, I like your background. Mine is kind of plain odd and, uh, but you, I like your background. I should Thanks. probably put something in my back. <laughs> yeah. Picture of Thanos back there. Thanos, <laughs> yes, I love that. Awesome. Very cool. Well, like I said, thank you again. Uh, we're gonna, we're, you'll be able to. You're actively viewing this on YouTube. Um, we'll also still have this available on SoundCloud. And as always, we love new topics. We love for you guys to let us know who we should interview and what things we should talk about. We're very excited. We've had some crazy growth recently in in our in our podcast and. Um, uh, how much visibility we've been seeing from you guys. So keep it up. We'll continue to do this and uh, reach out to us for any questions. Yeah. Don't forget to go to iTunes and, you know, your positive feedback will continue to help us motivate to bring new and exciting topics. Exactly. Let's do it. Okay, cool. Thank you again. And thank you, Samir. And we'll see you guys in the air. Thank you. See ya. Bye.